are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Sky Watchers. You're listening to us live once again on this beautiful March 21st, 2017, as we broadcast from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida, located on this third rock from the sun, a small place we all call to happen, cohabitate together. That's what I was thinking of. And uh, check it out. To our intergalactic listeners, I say one thing. If you flip-flop when you zippity-bop, you're going to have to bip-bop, zoo-bibbity-bop. There you go. Wow. Now. Wow. I don't know what you're on today, but wow, I hope you share with the class. That voice you hear to all my interdimensional listeners, and uh, to them I want to say thank you, and please stay a nanosecond. But that voice you just heard, of course, is the one and only my hetero radio life mate. Yes, my pinky, Alan Wyler. What's up, buddy? Oi, what's up, brain? Tonight, you and me, pinky. Pinky, I'm assuming. Well, just, hold on, let me interrupt. Let me finish what I was going to say. Tonight, you and me, pinky. We're going to take over the world. And we're gonna do it with our guest. Yes, who is our guest? I, 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 I know he's gonna sound really hollow when he talks because he's gonna have such an echo there. Uh, well, a little bit of an echo was, and, and a lot of an accent. Shay, but you know, but yeah, that's, that, you that's, know, that, was, that was that was terrible. Okay, that was terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to do a play on words. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. As the uh, great Charles Barkley would say, that was terrible. Not wait, terrible. wait, wait! Is is Charles Barkley one of the ones who now believes in the flat Earth? That he's was it no, 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 no. That was that was Kyrie Irving from the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. No, no, no. There was some other. There was a really famous one. I don't remember if it's Shaquille O'Neal or uh, or someone, but they're just like, yeah, I believe the flat Earth too. Well, I don't know. I don't know about Kyrie Irving. I don't know about the other guys. All right, I got to go find that article. Uh, but I'm telling you that the whole flat earth thing is spreading like wildfire. But tonight we're going to talk a little bit deeper than the flat earth. We're going to talk to the hollow earth insider himself, Dennis Crenshaw. Oh, that's and, funny. Uh, hollow earth insider. See, that's funny. See, there you go. You All like right. that, don't you? Yep. He, hey, for okay. sure, flip-flopped when he zippity zip bop. For sure. Okay, sure, if you say... Uh, <laughs> Player, um, now, Dennis is uh, going to go deep tonight, and I'm talking about real deep. How deep? Uh, deep. Oh, it was Shaquille O'Neal is now a flat earther. That's who it is. Yep. Oh, goodness. That's right. Wanna... Yeah. Link me that. I want to see that. Hang on one second. It's I found it on Business Insider. 
Shaquille O'Neal is a flat earther. I think he, I think he got hit in the head while playing Space Jam with Bugs Bunny and Duck Dodgers or something. Very uh, possible. Could that be it? That's, I, I just it's possible. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna look at, I'm gonna look at it right now. Yeah, he, he just went flat earth. Well, he's tall enough to be able to tell us if there's a curvature of the earth. <laughs> Big guy. Yeah, Shaq. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, I'm just really intimidated by him because he's so tall. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, right. is, so, no, hold on. Sorry, business Insider. You. What else were you going to say? You no, no, say business, business Insider. Does this, uh, does this classify as fake news? No, it real? does not. Because it was on Yahoo Sports as well, too. Oh, okay. It was so on Maxim Magazine. Um, Maxim Magazine is not fake news, but it's just hot, sexy news. Um who, who else did they say? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, you know, SBN Nation has it. Uh, David Wolf. Pathios. Sports.yahoo.com has it. The Guardian. Uh, CBS Sports. Yep. They all say that Shaquille O'Neal is a flat earth fan. Well. I'm telling you. I'm speechless. Where there's uh, smoke, there's fire. And there's uh, a lot of fire and a lot of smoke in this flat earth theory. Yep, but it's coming out of his ears, yeah. Yeah, well, that too. But um, it's funny because he, these are, you know, two pretty big celebrities in the sports world, but they're not the only ones that have come forward in the last few years uh, kind of supporting the flat earth idea. The I'm flat just earth trying to theory, find out. Which is, uh, it, it, it's, this is, you know, this is what everybody believed in before we all became a, a sphere planet. Sphere-centric planet. So, right. so if it's a flat Earth, do so we all then agree? If if you believe in the flat Earth, the sun revolves around the Earth, not the Earth revolves around the sun. Right. And and the Hubble telescope is not really sending pictures of anything because the uh, it doesn't exist. The Hubble telescope doesn't exist. Right. It's all made up in uh, NASA. I'm telling you, we must just be living in a petri dish. We're living but in think a about this for th- think about this for a second, though. Think let's let's contemplate this for a second. All right. Do I have to? Okay. Well, just uh, hear me out. All Indulge right. Me. I'm try. Indulge All me. Right. And if you guys want to join in this little banter, you can do so by calling in seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Again, that's seven eight six. Right. Thank you for not making me do the phone number. Yeah. No. No, I would never do that because you don't remember it. Yeah. Four years later. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven, but here indulge me for a second here. Okay, I'm let, gonna try. Let, let's just say, for example, that the, the Earth is flat. There's some truth okay. to this. Okay, let's just let's go out there and say this is sure a, a proven uh, thing. A hundred years from now, fifty years from now, yeah, they, they actually proved that the Earth is flat. We've been lied to, and you know the the. The entire time, for hundreds and hundreds of years, that we thought the world was round was make-believe. All the planets are make-believe, that everything out there is make Would it not be the biggest conspiracy to hide, even bigger than aliens? Well, you know, people say that the UN symbol is the exact the flat shape Earth. size yeah. of the flat Earth. Right, so. exactly. But no, but here, that's yeah, that's one thing. But I'm just saying, wouldn't this be an even bigger conspiracy if found to be true? I mean, think about this, because governments would have to have colluded with this for years and years and years, and uh, not only the present government, the past government, hundreds of years ago. Um. Well, uh, I guess the Illuminati controlled them, and they're the ones who did right. it. Right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, there we have our answers. Okay, cool. 
Now here, check this out. Not only that. All right. When uh, they first said that the Earth was round, hundreds right. of millions of years ago, right? Right. How did they prove it? I honestly don't know the answer to that one at that there, time. There is no way to really prove it. You, you don't have rockets. No, uh, but, but they did have star charts that they were measuring back then. Yeah, but again, if it's a holographic uh, universe and it's all make believe, and we're just okay, being if it's a holographic fed lies. If it's a holographic universe, someone keeps on changing the images because of obviously over thousands and thousands of years, the stars move slightly, ever so slightly, in different directions. Hey, the programmer did what he had to do to keep us busy, keep us entertained. Ah, okay. Ah. I see that. He, if you look, if you're gonna do something like that to 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 species and keep them trapped in this flat Earth type of uh, atmosphere, you're gonna want to make it so that you know they think that there's a chance off the world. You know, if you want to give them that illusion, they live on a planet, they're free to leave and come back one day. Give them that hope that they can keep exploring. Okay, I see. They'll just be crushed. All right, we're going to be crushed, all right? But here's the bigger question, though, my uh, good friend Alan. Us round-earthers are going to be crushed. Here's the bigger question. If the Earth is flat... Okay. What is there outside of the Earth? Like, if you actually make it through the barrier, because the theory is... We're on some lab table in some other universe. Okay, that's what it has to be. It's a big table. Yeah, I know, no kidding. Uh... You know, that's, what else can it be? Maybe it's like you a know? little canister of, like, ice cubes, you know, where, like, each one of the little ice cubes is, like, a little earth. Huh. Uh, uh, okay. You need ice and water. We have ice on the, the poles, right. right? Like, you know, South Pole has all the ice. Right, I get that. Huh. There's a little speck in the center, and that's the, uh, the entire planet. It's a big-ass giant ice cube. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. Now we're gonna, we're going to get to a much more uh, deeper conversation that with that with Dennis Crenshaw tonight. Okay. Not only we're going to talk about the uh, the Hollow Earth theory, but we're going to talk about the conspiracies dealing with the uh, JFK assassination. Which uh, you know I'm fascinated with the uh, JFK thing and uh, the the connection to UFOs and aliens with not only his uh, murder but also with the secret shadow governments that deal with controlling us. The folks huh. that he calls the controllers. Okay, the controllers. The controllers. Uh, can you play that song that goes dun dun dun? You gotta, no, you gotta get that. I can't. You gotta get that music <laughs> tune that does that. You know. No, but I do have some music that I want to play later for Dennis uh, before we bring him on. So. All right. Little Hopefully conspiracy it'll... boogie for you and. Uh, conspiracy for those boogie. Who, for those who know who Dennis Crenshaw is, by the way. Uh, he's no stranger to the network. He was the original host of Unraveling the Secrets, uh, which is actually the the first show that started on PSN Radio, believe it or not. Really? Years and years ago. Yeah, years and years ago. It was him, uh, Rick Osman, and uh, I would produce for them. And uh, really? originally, originally, PSN Radio had a, a video format, and uh, they were doing a video format and, you know, slash audio show. So right. Like a mixture of both. Uh, eventually, we all figured that we were uh, really, uh, we had the faces for radio. Uh, neither one of us had the actual <laughs> faces for TV, uh, per se. We weren't exactly the best-looking bunch. And, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, odd to have uh, a good, coherent show where everybody's, like, smoking cigarettes and 
blowing their nose and okay, having all kind of bodily functions, you know, just pop up. And that was just me. That was just me. All right. All right. So we uh, we decided to uh, you know just do audio and stuff for them, and they uh, they were great. I mean, they they were around for about three years, I believe, two or three years. And uh, then Dennis had to leave for uh, some personal reasons, and uh, Rick left also for uh, personal reasons. I think Rick was more like he found another endeavor, he found a little bit more um, enticing, I guess, and uh, he went for that. Uh, but uh, you know. Dennis is somebody I've tried to keep in contact for a long time. He's a really good friend, and it's funny because he's kind of fallen off the radar a little bit because he's been so deep into like the research he's doing right now, uh, which he's going to right. uh, present to us tonight. So I'm really looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun with Dennis Crenshaw. And it's funny because out of all the guests and all the friends that we've ever had on PSN Radio, all the hosts, he's the one that I, I, I get people asking about the most. Which kind really? of trips, trips me out. Yeah, trips me out a little bit. I get people all the time saying, "Hey, when is Dennis going to be back on? We love Dennis Crenshaw. When is going to?" And it, it, we're talking about like he hasn't been on the network in a couple of years. Okay, well, At I least mean, two, he, three, he, he's so. great to talk to. So you know, it, and he truly you know, is. He's he, ha- he, he has that old southern, you know, that old southern accent, which is deep. Yeah, his great accent. I love his accent. <laughs> He's no deep worries. from the south, man. He, he actually, he's a Floridian like us, too, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that's right. He lives uh, near Jacksonville, doesn't he? He, he did. He's a, he's a traveling man now, so uh, I don't want to give away his uh, whereabouts since you know he's oh, okay. Shh. in hiding, but he is originally a Floridian. Let's just leave it at that. Originally. Okay, fine. All right. Now, this is tripping me out. This whole Shaquille O'Neal believing in the flat earth. This is pretty damn trippy. Uh, Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah I'm just like I, I, I want to say something. I'm just like, wow, yeah. That's yeah. That's Shaquille O'Neal. There. It's uh, yeah. Um, good for him. Um, what else can <laughs> I say? For- <laughs> you know, good for him. It, Yay! Really. Good for you, Shaq. You know, it's funny because last year when I was away for a little bit. Um, in March, you guys had a flat earther on the show here, and uh, damn if I wish oh, I was on that show. Oh, wow, yeah, that guy was off-center. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be nice and say those words. He was off-center. Just a little bit? Just a little bit. Oh, man. Just a little bit. I- I regret not being on that show because uh, I've always wanted to have a uh, you know a, a flat earther on the show just to see uh, what evidence they can bring forth. I've seen some stuff on YouTube and it's like I said, look, it's quite convincing if you, if you go into it with an open mind and right. uh, you just you know sit there and kind of like let them show you the evidence that they have mounted. But then again, then you see the people that debunk their evidence and you're like, well, there you go, they debunked it. It's nothing to it. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they can, they can show you a bunch of evidence, but then there's debunkers that can debunk the evidence. And So what is it? You know, Which one do you believe? Uh, it is what it is, man. You know, it, everybody's got, you know, their own thoughts and their own views. What else can I say? It, everyone's a little bit quirky. <laughs> Yeah, I, okay. I, I'm, ju- I'm just staying out of it. I, 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 because if I get on a rant, I'm gonna. It's it's not gonna be pretty. Well, I mean, I know you don't believe the whole flat Earth theory. I know you're a round earther, for sure, hundred percent. Yes, yes. So I believe the Earth is round. 
Even though you've seen no proof, but you believe it. Well, I've heard from enough people who've been abducted by aliens that have clearly stated the Earth is round. How about that? But how have they, how have they proved it? Because they were looking down from up in space. And how do they not know that maybe they weren't being used by aliens okay. and lied to? All right, all right. You you really want to go there? Okay, <laughs> let's go there. All right. Listen, um, you respect and you had the conversation with Travis, right? Right, 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 right. Okay. Now, in his conversation, he did see Earth from space, as you mm, remember. He saw a screen that showed the planet Earth. It was a clear glass, transparent, aluminum, Star Trekky window. It wasn't a view screen. It could have been a view screen. That's all I'm saying. Okay, uh, they got really, 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 really HD. Am I? Well, they're uh, aliens. I... Hello. <sighs> this is just really exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, you think they don't have better HD than we do? Come on, be real. I want to know what channels they got. That's all. They got like super HD HBO. I bet they got like the best matches too. Damn it. Do they have, I wonder if they have Skinamax. Oh, they probably do. But it's all like gray aliens doing it, so it's not cool. They have gray aliens doing it. Yeah, okay, fine. And Skinamax, right. yeah. UFO Skinamax. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Uh, okay, next topic. Uh, just give, <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just going to give up. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna... We'll ask Dennis what he thinks of the flat earth. I'm sure he has a thing or two to say about the, uh, the whole flat earth sure theory also. But it, I'm telling you, this is, it's funny to read, uh, Shaq. And I was reading that as we were talking here and bantering back and forth. I was actually reading the article and it's pretty damn funny. It really is to, to see that, uh, you know, another, uh, celebrity comes forward saying, yeah, I believe it. The earth is flat. Uh, yeah, I, I believe it. 100%. Yeah, while you were reading that, I was actually ending up uh, surfing on the net that I found myself. Um, you know, should should we play Pimp a Product for uh, five minutes? Yeah, if you want, go for it. Nah, I just found uh, since, Pimp away. you know, I, I like to do ghost hunting for fun when I have a chance. And someone was selling four cameras and four security cameras and a setup for $90. Okay, nice. Yeah. Obviously, I gotta buy the hard drive, but it's, uh, it's, uh, 1080p, uh, the cameras are 720, but they have infrared that'll cast up to, uh, 66 feet, so, uh, yeah, I just had to buy it. I just had to. It was just there. Yeah. Very cool, so, very cool. Yeah. We should, you know, we should maybe have a segment every week of pimp the product. I think that would be a really, really cool thing to do. You know, the, you know, to, for all those that are listening, the few, the brave, the the, the bored, proud. Well, the, the few, the brave, the proud, the bored, the them too, uh, yeah, them too. Maybe we should actually have a. Uh, I'm saying them know, two guys listening. You know, them two. Right, them two guys. Yeah, yeah them yeah. two. Maybe we should just have, <laughs> you know, we should have a pimp a product to help support the cost of running this show, and if we sell enough, we might actually turn it into video to. Stream, I guess, live on either Twitch or YouTube or something like that. Maybe we could do that eventually. What do you think? Do you did you not get the part earlier that I said that you know some of us have a face for audio? 
that's what a blue screen is for or a green screen is for, so we can, you know, change you up a little bit. We're gonna be nah, I was actually I was talking about you this time. I wasn't even talking about myself. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, yeah. you, you want to call me ugly? Go ahead, you know, but, uh, you know, I know I'm bald, and you know what they say, the so bald I. Or head I get, so I'm okay with that. Whoa, buddy. Whoa. What? There was Whoa. nothing wrong with saying that at all if you just say it correctly. Right. Now, moving on. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> moving on, folks. Oh, uh, jeez. If you want to call in and complain about me, don't forget, Angel will give out the number now because I never remember it. And that number is? 786-245-8127. Again, that's uh, 786-245-8127. If you have there been you offended, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like one of these lawyer commercials. If you have been offended by Alan Weiler while he's actually on the show, please call the following number to lodge any dun, complaint. Dun, dun. We're here on your behalf to defend you from his offenses and microaggressions and triggering. Sorry, I, I was watching I was watching something on YouTube, you know, that was a little wow. bit political. So so I have to use the words microaggressions and triggering Excellent. as well to defend you. Well, check this out. I don't know. If okay. we've, I, don't, I don't think we've read this before. This is a couple of weeks old, but we haven't really been on the air in a couple of weeks, because you know. No, haven't. And you have to explain yeah. why to some people, because that way they don't. They got to realize that we're back, we're live, and we're going to continue to be live. Right, right. It's not like we were going away permanently. It's a, you know March is a bad month for me. It's a one year anniversary of the passing of my mother, and uh, it's just. Yeah, you know, rest in peace to moms, and uh, I decided to take the, uh, the you know, weeks. Because it's not only that she passed away earlier in the month, her birthday's like the week after she passed. Yeah, so, so it's a double whammy. Yeah, it's one of those things. So it was, it was really, it's been a rough month, but, uh, you know, we had, uh, I, actually, I wasn't going to do another episode this entire month, uh, but Dennis came crawling, and, uh, you know, when you know when he Dennis Fisher was available, he came a-calling. Oh, I, tried to, I thought you said a crawling, and I'm like, what? No, it kind of it kind of came on like the way Dennis would say, "I came crawling." I came a crawling, y'all, because yeah, I calling y'all because I wanted to get me on the phone. Right, but uh, right. No, he he came calling, and uh, we talked for a little bit, and I was like, man, we gotta we have to have you on the show because you're working on some really cool stuff here. So, uh, you know, I I made the exception, but I really I wasn't in the mood really to even uh, be on the air this month. I still kind of uh, am not, but I'm uh, I'm putting it together because you know my good buddy Dennis is available. So, and it's a rarity to get him on the show, get him on the air, and again, I get so many people that ask me about Dennis that I wanted to accommodate those folks also. Who well, he's a very you know even though he's got the accent, he's got a great mentality and a great view and he's really outspoken and you know yep. I, I i like the guy i really really do that's right and i'm only saying this because i'm sure he's listening but i really he like definitely it. is <laughs> <laughs> no it razor sharp better. baby razor sharp like attack it also no, but check- just, though, he's he's a good solid guy i i enjoy talking with him um you know i'm still trying to figure out the connection between jfk and the hollow earth because uh, I'm still not there yet on that one. I no, want to no, see no, that no. You'll see. He'll, he'll, he'll tie it all together. In fact, I'm okay. going to probably do very little talking when he's on because I'm going to ask him a couple questions and I'm going to let him go because I know there's a lot of information and we have an hour only with him. So I'm going to do as well, little so minimal talking as possible. Are we getting him in at the top of the hour or we want to take him in at the half? No, no, we're going to get him at the top of the hour. As soon as okay, we're so I've got to continue talking to you him. for another half an hour? 
Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you're you're damn, stuck with really? it. Really? Yeah, that's uh, the way it works. But check this out. We have a story folks, I wanted to bring up. Please call in. I don't want to talk to this man the Shut whole up. entire half hour. Shut folks, up. Please call in, and then Angel's going to give out that number again. And that no, is. shut up. Listen, listen, listen. Check this out. Come on, give out the number. Uh, hold on. I've, I've given it up four times already. Give it up. Check it All out. Right. Jimmy Check Kimmel had the uh, former president George Bush on his show. Did you uh, see this uh, skit? Um, I did see the skit, but I saw that photo analysis of his facial gestures when he taught, when he brought up the UFO situation. Uh huh. He uh, and uh, he, he he actually asked him, he said, uh, "What do they know about the UFOs in uh, the government secret files?" And Bush was in the hot seat last uh, in this episode, and he said that, "Yeah, his answers uh, make some uh, scratch their heads." Uh, now, of course, it could be because you know the body language, like you said, or. Uh, because maybe he's, you know, it's Bush, he's kind of an idiot. and His body language never really matched what he was trying to say. Right. He's one of those guys. But it says, uh, Kim will broach the topic by asking, uh, this is a question first uh, that I think is important to me and to the country when you were in office. I don't know when this happened or if it happened, uh, but did you go through the secret files of the UFO documents? Because, and then Bush interrupted and said, maybe. Oh, Really? Yeah, and Kim will uh, finish the question by saying, well, uh, where, you know, that would be the first uh, thing I did, you know? And uh, Bush responded by saying, my daughters asked the same question. Um, which is funny, like, every person that is, like, either in the White House, uh, that we've, you know, known about now for the last, like, you know, three presidents, uh, has either, you know, been, this is one of, like, the thing they, you know, they want to know the most about, from the, from the Clintons to the, uh, Bushes, uh, to the Obamas who were asked about it. In fact, it's funny, Will Smith and his son went to the White House and met, uh, President Obama a while back. And the right. first thing that Will Smith's son was telling them was like, Dad, can we ask him about the aliens? And, uh, Obama, like, you know, hadn't heard, you know, you know, Jaden ask, you know, Will about it, but he kept whispering to him. And at one point, uh, he said, Mr. President, can I ask you a question? And uh, the president leaned over and said, let me guess, you want to know about the aliens? And he just looked at him and laughed, and he said, I can't talk about that. It's classified or something like that, to that nature. Uh, which is pretty funny. I mean, like, every president now is being approached and breached about this very subject. Yeah, um, what do you think Trump is going to do about it? Uh, probably nothing. I don't think uh, Trump cares about the aliens. Well, if it affects the economy, you never know. It'll be interesting. Well, it'll be interesting when the topic does come up in a public conversation. It's funny. It hasn't come up yet. In fact, it was funny because you know Podesta and the, the Clintons and all that—they were smeared and uh, deep into the whole alien. Uh, not once they smeared, but they were like really deep into the whole alien thing. And uh, of course, one of the big things were like, "Oh, if uh, Clinton wins, Podesta and her are going to eventually come out with the truth about aliens and." You know, everybody's going to know what, you know, the secrets are, and disclosure's going to happen, and bitty bang, boom, Susan Bassett's going to get his disclosure. And of course, then she lost. And we've not heard Maybe it was the aliens, aliens that forced, <laughs> maybe the aliens rigged the election as opposed to anybody else. Maybe that's it. Obviously, it, we don't believe that, folks. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the Russians. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the, well, we've forward pretty much <laughs> proven that it wasn't the Russians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've already had that discussion. I'm not even going to go back there. You don't need to. No, no, no. What I do love is the, the whole theory of, like, you know, let's prove the Russians, you know, uh, the, the Russians rigged the election by proving that we tried to rig the elections. That's kind right. of Democrat, you know, it's... Not that they, tr not that, the <laughs> not that the Democratic Party tried to rig the elections. They purposely rigged it 
against Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's terrible. And what was the latest one? Um, that what's her name actually admitted to giving Hillary the questions early in advance? Oh yeah, what's her name? She lost her job and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, now she admits to it, but no one's listening unless no, you of read. Not, yeah. You know, unless you read, you know, other news as opposed to lamestream media. Right now, of course, if Trump fights in the wind, that shit's going to be all over the place. It's everybody's going to be talking about it. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best president uh, or anything, but you know, you know, he's doing some things right, and I'm sure he's already doing some things wrong. As I'm sure everybody's pointing out, as many as they can. Uh, he could do a thousand things right, but the one mistake he makes, boy, <laughs> he is going to pay for that shit. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, well, man, yeah, I, I love it. And it is what it is, so, you know, we just got to deal with it. Uh, no kidding. But I found that uh, interesting, though, uh, President Bush uh, being asked on Kimmel. Kimmel really is into the subject of aliens. Like, he he deeply wants to know. Every time he has a president on or an ex-president or uh, somebody involved in, you know, in public, public service, he always kind of brings the topic up. Like, he's really into the, the whole subject. Uh, I think he's going to die young if he keeps this up. <laughs> I like that. You know, we'd like to have him around, but he ain't going to be around. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for uh, poor Mr. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I like well, the show, though. He's got a good show. Uh, you know, I've listened to it a couple of times and watched it a couple of times. It's it's not the most amazing, but it's it's good. He's got a good show. I can't, Number, you know, I can't, uh, I can't watch it on a regular basis, though. You know, it's better than Jimmy Fallon. I'll say that much. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, uh, sh- he, Fallon he, is horrible. Well, well, is what it is. Ooh, here's a cool product. Someone just oh. put it in front of me. It's a cell phone stun gun. Nice. Yep, it looks like a cell phone where you could actually put your credit cards and everything in. It looks like a phone. Uh, but it's got your zap tips on it. So when someone tries stealing your phone, zap away. Exactly. Now check this out. I got a story that is uh, red hot off the presses. Check it out. I'm going to link it to you right here on Skype. Check what is this? I'm, a, I'm also uh, going to post this in the Skype chat, which, by the way, if you guys want to go to our Skype chat room, is uh, it's very simple. Go to psn-radio.com and look for the chat icon is a little Skype icon of the chat area and uh, just click on that it's going to take you right in there put in your name uh, or just log into your account and uh, you know chat away with us but check out this uh, this article it's by uh, Lee Spiegel it says reminder uh, most UFO sightings are eventually explained away as natural or man-made objects and it shows a bunch of little uh, spheres you see that little color spheres yeah, but I'm I'm thinking that what I'm looking at here is, you know, this is zoomed in and the CCD uh, from the camera is going through the color spectrum as it rotates. Um, you know, I, that's that's my opinion on this one. Just looking but at the uh, just. What do you think? What, what do you think we were looking at? Because these are definitely not aliens or UFOs. What do you think we're looking I'm, at? Here? I'm thinking we might be looking at a star. I'm thinking we might be looking at a planet that the camera was just zoomed in way too much. And, uh, the, the CCD optics in the camera was trying to determine an actual color, but because of the atmosphere, it had the, uh, it has that color changing look to it. You wanna, you wanna get my opinion? Sure, go ahead. An airplane. I'm thinking it might be Saturn. 
No, I'm saying an airplane. If that's I'm an saying, airplane. I'm saying Saturn, and the reason being is is that even though the top row is diamond shaped, the bottom row has the rings around the edges. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But then, but then again, it might be wings as well too. You're right. It could be wings. No, here's here's why I say this is an airplane. I've taken video, and it looks exactly like this. Okay. Uh, the the you know the uh, the wings where there would be you know, that actually is the wingspan of an airplane. Now the fact that it looks kind of like a diamond shape, that's just because that's actually uh, the it's light. a light. Yeah, it's a, it's a light. Uh, what do you call it? A um, trick of lighting. It's really all it right. is. When the camera picks it up, the the spectrum of light kind of makes it look like an oval diamond shape type of uh, morphine type of thing. Right. I've actually done this directly to airplanes. The thing is, this is something that this is an airplane that's coming directly at the person taking the video or the or the pictures, and it's uh, probably most likely video footage uh, of the airplane coming right at them for a few minutes, and that's right. how you get all the different color spectrums. Like the purple's not really purple; that's like a combination of like two colors. Then in the right shot, it'll look purple. Like, the green is probably, like, a combination. It just looks that color because it switches probably so fast. Uh, but you're probably looking at really, like, a blue and red with maybe a little bit of green, or, you know, some, some combination like that as little flashes, you know, the points have. But for right. the most part, they have the white color, which is what gives it the, the glowing effect also. I've actually taken uh, footage very, very, very similar to this, almost identical. Okay. I that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. This right here, this is an airplane, guys. All right. There you go. There you go. Anybody so want to try and comment? Or anybody else want to call in and comment about it? By all means, go ahead. You have about another 25 minutes before we get our guest on the line. So don't forget to call in because he's going to give out the number again. 786-245-8127. you going to hate me by the end of the show making you Yeah, well, I, no, I hate you already. You know. oh, okay, well, if you hate me already, get in hate, line. Hate, hate, enough hate, other people hate. That hate me. <laughs> There's enough other people that hate me. Ooh, hey, someone's hey, hey. someone's got twenty-two WMR caliber bullets on sale. Huh, what do you know? If anybody oh, wants yeah. to know what I'm shopping for today, uh, by all means, go ahead, give me a call, and uh, I will actually tell you what to find, where to find it. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, you're you're shopping for the zombie apocalypse right now. That's it's... right. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to call it the Trumpocalypse at this point. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be Trump's fault, but it's going to get blamed on him anyway. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a scary world out there soon. Uh, You know, we're going to probably – my biggest fear right now is either some stupid nuclear attack or some EMP weapon or a coronal mass ejection from the sun, which basically shoots down all the electronics and we're back to the Stone Age. And we're screwed. Mm-hmm. That is my biggest fear this year. Uh, you know, it's just there's no there's no electrical protection. It will take years to get the grid up and running again if something like that happens. And because there's food that is not grown locally for so many people. There's going to be a mass starvation and die off. God forbid if this happens. I mean, you would think with uh, all the alternative uh, forms of energy that we have available at our disposal, that we would start to get ready for that kind of event. Because yeah, that could happen easily. But for like, for example, if you have solar power, uh, you know, panels uh, readily the available, the solar panels, you 
the solar panels would need to be in a grounded box in case of something like this happening, because if you have it out in the open, it's shot also. Oh, well, goddamn. Yeah, exactly. We're we're basically, you know, someone's going to be riding the bike that's attached to the band, that's attached to the car, the car alternator that's going to be pedaling to create electricity to maybe charge a phone if you're lucky. The problem is there's no cell towers working. Right. But think about this. If you, all the, so many vehicles are electronic starters, if that gets zapped, you can't get an 18-wheeler to deliver food because the solenoids are dead. Right. And yeah, you yeah. can't get the post office to deliver it to the repair shop because you can't start their vehicles as well, too. Well, this is when we all become Amish. Um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to cope with that really well. Well, you know, I have the beard. It's starting to grow out. Okay, well, the other, well the other problem is, is you're going to need to be able to survive how many months before you actually have a crop grown to feed yourself. Oh, no, I'm in Miami, Florida. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much fishing you could do. Yeah, no, not only that, I don't have much field to crop in. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, have some, yeah. I have some field to crap in, but not to crop in. It's right, real. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. I, could, I could grow like maybe a banana tree in the back. Yeah, but how many years does it take to get a banana tree growing? You got to buy one that's already bearing. You got to buy yeah. a banana tree and an orange tree that bears fruits already, and you're going to have to put it inside a really tall fence so you know, so you make sure no one has it. You know, hey, no remember though, remember, bananas are a great source of potassium. Don't forget that. Yeah, I realize that. Yeah. All right, just don't forget that. Now let's move on to our, our next segment here on the show. Let's move on to our Blast Through the A-Hole segment. Oh, yay, Blast! Yay, who's been ragging on me this week? Okay. Well, we have uh, we have five questions in there. Pretty oh, good questions. Okay. Pretty All right. Good ones. All right. Uh, tell so me. Uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and do that. Blast Through the A-Hole time. You ready? Dun, dun, dun. Go ahead. All right, hold on. Let's, uh, first, uh, let me uh, make sure I have the pooper ready. Oh, there we go. It's the pooper. The what? The pooper. The pooper? <laughs> oh, there you go. No, remember, we, remember there's, a, there's a blast of the air hole sound that plays. Oh, I can't hear it, so... Yeah, you yeah. can't hear it, but everybody else can, but you can't. All right, fine. It's all my fault. I can't hear it. it. it it's always your fault. Okay. Is it noisy? Is it splattery? Is it, uh... <laughs> oh, boy, is it ever. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Uh, anyway, now the first question actually is for you, Mr. Alan Weiler. Okay, go ahead, shoot. They want, JT wants to know, what is your favorite alien-related film of all time? I, I think I'll stab at that also, but I'll let you, you know, go first. Ooh, oh, wow. That's a good question. Uh, That's a tough question, actually. Um, good alien, bad alien, uh... Well, they didn't really specify good or bad, so... Okay, you know, you know, where... Ooh, um... Wow, uh, shh. You know, there are so many different ones that come up in my mind that, you know, everything from Little Shop of Horrors to uh, Independence Day. I mean, uh, yeah, wow. Um, Predator is also good, and I'm looking forward to the reboot. Or it's not a reboot now. They announced it's a continuation. It's a sequel, Uh, right? Yeah, basically. That's a basically. Um, but does it have Arnold? Is is he going to be in it? Is it going to be like the best movie of the summer? 
I don't think he's in it except for maybe a guest cameo that no one's talking about is my estimation on that one. But in all seriousness, though, um, wow, I there are too many different movies that I like for too many different reasons. I don't have one particular favorite that really stands out, obviously, except for Star Wars. I would say other than Star Wars, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a class all by itself when it comes right. to alien films. You know, it's, um, it's the Cantina it's Band. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would you know, I would put Star Wars number one, obviously, but I would have to say, like, uh, other than Star Wars E.T., perhaps, uh, you know, that, you know, you know the, I don't know. E.T. was okay, but it wasn't one of my favorites. But as a kid, though, I mean, watching E.T. as a kid. Even that, then, that it wasn't one. my really? favorite, yeah. Oh man, you know, I cried like a baby in ET. Although like I do a baby, I do it. I I gotta say that you know I do appreciate that um, that ET has been validated at, or that whole ET movie was validated in part of the Star Wars universe. Right. Yep. And that was not validated in the Phantom Menace. It was actually validated in the eighties in the movie ET. Wait a second, how so? Oh, because he recognizes Yoda, is that why? And he sa- he doesn't sa- and he says home, home, home. Right. Which means that his species is right then and there part of the Galactic Senate. Right. Or maybe he, he rec- just sees a little green guy and he's like, Hey, an alien like me. You know, like, no, 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 no. And it's complete coincidence, no? Can it be? No, no, no. Um you know, I read an article where Lucas and Spielberg were talking about this topic, and it was like it was a little Easter egg back then. So, yeah, it's part it's part of the universe. It's you know, ET is part of the Star Wars universe. But the question is, is hmm. how long that when that with taking that into account though, uh, my next question is, is and if that's the case, how? Long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, is the timeline right? That's and even better, and even a better question: How do these characters end up on Earth in the movie ET as costumes? As as what? As costumes for kids. What do you like mean? The, in the movie ET, the Star Wars universe is a movie series that people watch because there's costumes, there's toys, so. If he recognizes them because he is from that universe, how on earth is there those toys where they represent the movies from the universe that he's from? Because maybe Lucas didn't dream everything up and he had a little bit of help. Okay, by whom? Uh, The Legends of Tomorrow. No, I'm not buying that. Uh, Maybe he was abducted by aliens and it was implanted in his mind. Even though that was an excellent episode of The Legends of Tomorrow, by the way, I got it. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool episode. <laughs> that, that was, was really, really. Good. really good. That would that. actually go a long way of answering the question. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, though, you know, it you know it validates that it's part you know that it's part of the universe, uh, and obviously maybe it's part of our prehistory. Or and Lucas Lucas found some documents that he never disclosed. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I only have a few of them. Yeah, clearly you don't have all the answers. That's, uh, no, no, yeah, no. That much is clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there you go. I mean, I, I would, again, Star Wars number one, obviously, for me. I mean, it's no-brainer, but uh, E.T. number two, maybe uh, Mac and Me. 
No. Never. Nah. Nah. No, no, no love for Mac and me either. No. No. Sorry. No. Damn. No love for Mac and me. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It's I just not know. there for you. Not there for you. Uh let's see. Enemy Mind. Enemy Mind. Great. Great. That's movie. another good one. That's the last Starfighter. How about that? Oh one? my, the last my good. In fact, uh, I think one of the last shows that we did on uh, the roundtable, we were talking about movies we, w- we would like to see rebooted or remade, and that's like gotcha. my number one movie. There the was a, there is a script for a sequel floating around out there. I know, and they never made it. Like, why would they do that to me? Like, there there were some legal disputes uh, about who owned the property. Oh, really? That was the problem. That's the same problem why Buckaroo Banzai never really uh, got another movie as well, too. Mm. Makes sense. And that was a great movie, too. That was they a good did, movie. They didn't know how to market it, but it was a great movie. Here's another good one. John Carter of Mars. Oh, that eventually, I think, is going to get remade. I mean, that's too good of a story. Well, you know, the one that Disney did, John Carter, great, great movie. Yeah, that it wasn't was, bad. I don't know what happened there. Like it, it, I don't know how the just, audience completely They didn't know how to sell that. it. They didn't know how to sell it. They didn't know how to cut a good trailer to get the mainstream audience. I mean, it's done by Edgar Rice Burroughs. So, you know, right. f- from the man who brought you Tarzan. Not only that, think about this, guys. Uh, this is literally the story that inspired Superman. Star Wars. Just about every science fiction genre, you know, film or book that came out years after was inspired by the John Carter novels. One way or the other. It's so. true. You know, it's a shame that, you know, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean you can see the parallels with Superman very easily. He's on another planet. The atmosphere on that planet gives him superpowers. He can leap top buildings on a single bound. He has all these abilities. It's all Superman all over again. Well, this came before Superman by Correct, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm saying it's a good it's, couple it's, of decades. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It inspired, you know, the, the writers of Superman, Siegel and Schuster. It inspired them when they were creating Superman and DC when they were fleshing out the storyline. Because remember, when Schuster and Siegel created Superman, they created the outline, the character. They they did, you know, their part. But it was really when DC got its hands on the property that it fleshed out the character and all this backstory came out and all the 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 villains, the rogue villains that he has in his arch, you know, in his arch enemies and. All that stuff got fleshed out better. Uh, before that, it was very limited. In fact, at one point, Superman was the bad guy, and he was bald. Really? I don't remember that one. Yeah, the very first Superman. We, in fact, you could say Lex Luthor was more like Superman than the very first Superman. Huh, interesting. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, that, that's, remember, I'm not talking about the first comics of Superman. I'm talking about the first serial strips in, in newspapers of Superman. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how they originally depicted him. He was originally the bad guy, and it changed, and it morphed, and uh, then it became Superman. Then you got DC that got involved, and they created Superman number one, where he's already, like, caped Superman with the trunks on the outside and the whole nine yards. Right. Huh, but all that evolved. It, it all evolved. And uh, Dennis Crenshaw is letting us know that his favorite is Paul, which, by the way, is an excellent choice. Oh, my God, that was a brilliant How do we miss Paul? How do we miss Paul? Oh, yeah. Oh, or how about this? Uh, what about the Escape to Witch Mountain series? Those are pretty good. Yeah, those are pretty good. I, I even like the one with the uh, the Rock. The Rock one was actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that wasn't too uh, bad. Yeah, there's, there's some good stuff out there. But what's the next question, since you there said you had more than one? Yeah, 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 there we go. JT, that's a good question, though. Good question, JT. Thank oh, you, JT. 
Now, the next question uh, from the A-hole here is, uh, let's see, uh, Blast of the A-hole number two, will there ever be a day when we have a bigger event than Roswell to talk about? Asked by Lorraine. I Lorraine? think the Phoenix Lights mm. is already that. Really? So many, there are so many witnesses, and we've just had the 20th year anniversary, and it's still, there's books, there's research, there's so much information that it keeps on being talked about. I don't know, man. Really? Phoenix yeah. Lights? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the thing with Roswell is just it was in you know it was the first big event, and you always remember right. the first, right? You know, you always remember the first big one. Right. You always remember the first. <laughs> okay. Wow. Man, that came out wrong. Yeah. Woo! Uh, apparently so. Yeah, that came out wrong. The big one. Uh, yeah. Big one came out wrong. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh wow. Ooh. Anyway, uh, I don't think there'll ever be something as big as Roswell that uh, that takes place until we have the full disclosure. And I think the one that that replaces Roswell will be the one where they can't deny it because it's like so big that the gig is up at that point. And it won't even be where the government has to have disclosure; they'll just be here at that point. And the government can even say, "Hey, we had, we knew nothing about these aliens, nothing at all." And, and they're like, "Really? What's this contract you have with us?" Yeah. Then they'll say nano nano and things will go continue to evolve. It'll be great. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, bigger than Roswell, that's tough because Roswell is such a huge case. And right. really it's the one, it's one that, that, that we, we, that we do all the, you know, these shows and, and, uh, you know, like Jesse's show, Youth and Our Radio and stuff. And, you know, the one show that, you know, the one topic that always comes back is the Roswell case. And that's because, again, it's the, the one that we could always say, well, the government kind of admitted to having a spaceship from another world for at least a minute. Right? Right. For at least a few minutes, the government said, yeah, we, re- we retrieved a UFO, a flying disc. Yeah. Just a little bit of time. And then they came back and said, no, no, weather balloon. No, these guys are all crackheads. Weather balloon. Jesse Marcel, crackhead. Yeah, he didn't know the difference between a weather balloon and a UFO. <laughs> crackhead, that's it, crackhead. I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, when you think about it, this guy's a highly decorated officer. He, he, he would know the difference between a weather balloon and some kind of exotic craft from another world. So you're essentially calling him a crackhead or an idiot by saying that this person who is such a highly decorated officer cannot tell the difference between a weather balloon and a spaceship from another world. Right. That's basically what you're doing. Exactly. So that's what the government did to our, you know, our fellow officers back in 1947. They pretty much called them all out and said, you know what? Crackhead, crackhead, crackhead. All of you are crackheads done in Roswell because that's a goddamn weather balloon. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't believe it. No, neither do I. No. I think Jesse Marceau is way smarter than crackhead. I believe you're right. After speaking yeah. with, what is it, his grandson uh, multiple times? The third, yes. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm still waiting for that, for that, uh, flying car, by the way. Yeah. Yep, he never sent me out of the paperwork, otherwise I would have thrown some money at it. Well. And I don't have the money anymore, I'm on let's the other not, project. Yeah, let's not dig up that, uh, that, that whole part of the past. Hey, he needed to send me paperwork <laughs> to, you know, he needed to show me where the money's going, that's all. This is true, yeah, this is true, but, uh, there you go, Lorraine, that's your answer from the two of us. Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't think there's really much more, uh, that could top Roswell, to be honest with you. I think Roswell is gonna be the biggest until we actually have disclosure. So, there you go. Now, right. the next pooper out of the pooper, it's, uh, coming from Hillard, and uh, Hillard wants to know, do alien greys have sex 
and make babies like humans and other animals on Earth? Um. Well, how uh, the hell do what would we know that? Like, I honestly have no clue. Uh, I am going to just say pass. Uh, yeah, I'm. I got no clue. I do not have any porn that shows any aliens having sex. Sorry. I mean, as I, far as I've, as I I've looked, seen, I looked, you know, it's Rule Thirty Four. Rule right. Thirty Four. I mean, as far as I, I've seen, and, and, you know, bear with me here, uh, as far as I've seen, you know, from uh, contactees and abductees and their stories and all the research I've done, I don't think aliens have genitals. I mean, like, they never described them looking like they have any genitals, and they always say, oh, they're, they're naked. They're walking around naked, but I don't see any balls flapping in the, in the wind. I don't see nothing. Like, there's something there. Like nobody yeah. ever says, yeah, he came at me, this naked gray alien came at me, and his, his, he had a huge erection, this thing. I don't know what the hell was going on with him, but he was all excited to, uh, to anal probe us. Like, you never hear that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't think their creation process is exactly the same as ours. Maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe their uh, genitals are hidden in there somewhere. There's a pocket that opens up when they're going to have sex. Who the hell knows? All I know is I don't have the answer. So uh, sorry there, uh, Hillard. Ah, I don't know. Can't help you. Yeah, there, I don't have any answer on that. I'm sorry, I'm going to pass. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Now the next one, uh, let's see. Actually, Zod Rider wants to join in and ask Zod. a question. Zod, Zod Rider, uh, are you there? Well, maybe not. I guess he's not. Or is he? Yeah. Oh, wait. Hello, hey Zod Rider. Hey, I you know I have a question I wanted to ask you two fine gentlemen about aliens if you would Shoot. indulge me. Shoot. Sure. I want to know why, and, and maybe you guys know because you guys are the experts. But what well, would be the big? What would be I the am. big? <laughs> what would be the big deal with full disclosure anyway? At this point. Considering everything that we've seen and we've been through and all the crazy stuff we're seeing in this world, why would full disclosure even be a problem at this you point? You want the honest answer on that one? Yeah. Uh, be honest okay. with us. It all boils back down to the Brookings Institute study that they did in the late 60s, early 70s. They actually extrapolated that should full disclosure happen, because there are so many people that are religious around the world, um, it would upheaval so many people that have their faith in God and it would totally shatter them causing mass suicides, stock market crashes, financial collapses. Uh, people would actually literally stop going to work. Um, they did a whole now, do big we, study on Do it. we believe in that? Do we believe that would actually happen? I don't I, think so. I believe that if, if, I believe that you gotta understand between, between Muslims, Christians, Jews and all the other faiths that are monotheistic believe it it's savior that's a nationality not a religion um says you okay (laughs) if if it all boiled down to the knowledge came out that Jesus was not real that these aliens actually just genetically engineered this man to lead them um and he was not real. There is no, uh, you know, there's no Trinity. There's none of this stuff is real. And the aliens prove it in one way or another. Um, there are so many devout, devout religious people. 
in so many sectors of the world that would be it would be so earth crushing and earth shattering that there would be financial and economic collapse and that's probably why we don't get full disclosure at this point in time. But I, but then I have, I can counter that by simply saying that just because there's aliens doesn't mean that there can't be a spirituality or an afterlife of some It depends some what type. story that the aliens tell. That, right. Well, that's true, but the aliens could, aliens yeah. could just be another race like, like human beings. It doesn't necessarily mean there's no spirituality beyond okay, them. They're that far advanced beyond us, and they turn around and say to you, um, yeah, we got some good news and some bad news for you. There is an energy existence of your soul after this, but there's really no heaven and hell, and Jesus was not the son of God, and hate to break the news to you, God doesn't exist. It's just some stuff that we were doing in the background to just make you guys move along and evolve. So it, well, so that well, then essentially, it's like they they're they could they could come out and just say, yeah, Jesus was real, but he was a metahuman. We created him. <laughs> well, yeah, that could, that could yeah. you know, basically, you know, yeah, or, pretty much. Or they could say, <laughs> they could, and then you, but then they could say that about any they could say that about any religious figure. And You're that's right, where yeah. the con- that's the conundrum but right I, there. Then but I think the, but I think the idea is that if you have a faith and you believe in something, even even a someone who's like high up in say like a church or something in Christianity will tell you that it isn't actually you know the the physical manifestation of the belief as much as it is your spiritual belief people can yeah, tell you on, anything on, but if you on, believe hold on, hold on. okay you know okay here's the problem of the blind leading the blind there is so many okay you want to know why the Pope and the Vatican have so many problems of corruption, pedophilia, um, you know, embezzling, um, working with the mafia. Because, because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, hold on. Let's hold on. Let's go with to quote comic second. books. All right, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I'm not arguing that, but you got to understand there are so many documents and pieces of evidence that the Vatican has in, it, in its own vault, that those that actually get to see and read the real truth just don't give a shit anymore about an afterlife and forgiveness or what. That's why they do the things that they do. Because they have, you know, they might be to the public, oh, Father, save me. You're healed, my son. You know, Jesus forgives you. But they've had, that. they've seen the books, the apocryphal books, they've seen that there is more going on than anybody realizes when it comes to off-world beings and technology, and religion is more a construct to control the masses than anything else. All right, with that, we got to go. Well, we got Dennis Crenshaw waiting for yeah, uh, the interview. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Dennis, Dennis yeah. is awesome. Are we going to take a break in between bringing Dennis we, on or not? We're going to take a break right now, actually. Uh, Zod Ryder, thanks for calling in. And uh, I want to well, answer your question, but I'm not going to do it now because of uh, the fact we got to go on break. I'll answer it at, at a later date. Maybe when Dennis comes on. Hey, Zod, well, do I, me a favor. Text me your email. Put your email address in the uh, group call that we have going here. need to ask you a couple of questions off on the side. Sounds good. All right, yeah. man. Be well. He's going to try to sell you something. Just saying. 
right. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Del Shaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Welcome to Unraveling the Secrets, where we explore the connecting links between the pernicious deeds of a group of secret society outlaws who are creating a tightly controlled world society with them as bosses and you and I as slaves to their system, popularly known as the New World Order. Research indicates that most of the unexplained craft we see in our skies from somewhere on or inside our planet. This led to research of the hollow earth and subterranean theories in the 1980s and 90s, which in turn led to the realization that the answers we seek are in the control of a number of the latest groups and secret societies that we call collectively the controllers. Even a quick look at recent world events should convince anyone that the controller's plan is working very well. It is these things we explore on this radio show. Join us as we work towards unraveling the secrets. And we're back live on Skywatchers Radio. And that intro you heard there was the intro that played for about four, maybe five seasons right here on PSN Radio. That was the Unraveling the Secrets intro. And the man who started that show, who ran it for several years, is the man who's our guest tonight, the one and only, the one and only Hollow Earth Insider, Dennis Crenshaw. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Welcome back 
from you know your, your exile. I know you've been away for some time, and it's good to hear from you and know that you're alive and well. And uh, back on the saddle here on Skywatchers Radio with us. Yeah, hey, welcome back, welcome back. And we lost him already. Jesus. Dennis, are you there? He's trying to be. Yeah, well, he's so, here with uh, us in spirit. The heat one. Is he there? Is he there? Uh, Are we there yet? Dennis. Yeah. Oh, there he is. There we go. All right, Dennis Quintrell. No. What? Where'd he go? Uh Oh. All right. That's. Yeah. Uh, we swear okay. we have him on the line. So Zod, how are you doing? Hey, Zod Ryder. Doing wonderful. <laughs> it's good to be back. I feel like I just talked to you guys. Hey there. You want to be the guest? <laughs> sure, why not? Look, Zod is going to play the part of, of Dennis today. Zod, you're Dennis. <laughs> I could play Dennis today. Wow. Uh, but you were going to answer my question, uh, Jack. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Have, have, you, have you woken the Kraken? Yes, I have. <laughs> Did you just hop out of the outer earth, Dennis? Hold oh, no, on just a minute, because I have uh, you coming in on the two-dead radio. Well, you, you so have to I turn off. Left. You have to turn off the air. There, you got to turn off the uh, the radio. Yeah, how y'all doing? How's everybody doing? We're alive, waiting to talk to you. Yeah, how's it going, Dennis? <laughs> well, so far, so far, so good, smooth. I'm here. Yes, you are. Did you did you hear anything that I said in the last like minute and a half? I I I, I I'm here. Okay, can you hear us well <laughs> at all? Can can you hear us? Uh, I, I, are you hearing me? Yes. Can you hear us? This is like an episode of Block Talk hey, Radio. Job, I feel like I'm in a sprint commercial. He and he was talking fluently with us off air. Like this is what yeah. happened, Dennis. Uh, you know, let's go on a, a little musical break and see if we can get Dennis fixed up here because uh, this is just, uh, this is not good radio. And it might be funny radio, but I have no idea, Dennis. <laughs>
Well, it seems like we got a little too deep. Uh, <clears throat> that's right. And, uh, well, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to be uh, a go with Dennis Crenshaw. I don't know what's going on, guys. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, we seem to be having some kind of technical issues with Mr. Crenshaw. And uh, the sad part about it is he was sounding great before we, we were on the air. I mean, we were, you know, doing our, our uh, you know, pre-show uh, talk. He sounded fine. Well, we talked to him right before we went on air with him. He sounded fine. So I don't know what the heck happened there. I don't know. Can I buy a vowel? I got no clue. Yeah. How much does a vowel cost? Uh, it depends if you're playing Yahtzee or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, that covers all the bases there, right? Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, it's, uh <laughs> again, it, it sucks. Now, you had a question uh, that you asked uh, Zod Ryder right before we went on break, and uh, almost had a guest on uh, joining us. Uh, <laughs> repeat the question, and I'm going to answer it this time. So the uh, the audience knows what the oh, question about, was uh, about why we uh, why we haven't had full disclosure. Would it really be a problem in this day and age? To simplify it, Yahtzee. Now, as as what my uh, co-host Alan said here with the uh, Brookings report, I think that is definitely a part of the reason uh, why it would still be kind of an issue. You know, maybe twenty five years ago. Uh, Right now, I think as as a society, as a people, I think we're more ready to accept uh, disclosure and accept the aliens, but the governments are not, and here's why. Uh, especially those that are more into uh, connected with the whatever beings might be, you know, deal, doing dealings with the governments, like the United States, for example, maybe China or some of, or Russia. Who knows, you know, what countries are are dealing with aliens on a on a regular basis in sharing information or or technologies. Now, think about this: if you're a superpower like America and you have you know ties with some kind of a, a space race that has all this special technology. Uh, and it's giving you, you know, feed and feeding you new technologies, making okay, you the here. biggest superpower. You, you want, you want some? Just a couple of quotes from the Brookings Institute. Here's, here's some interesting ones. While face-to-face meetings with aliens will not occur within the next twenty years, unless okay, I understand. But can, can I finish my? Hours. Can I finish my statement before you jump with oh, the Brookings? Please, you okay, gotta, you gotta hear this. Okay. I, 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 well, here, wait, but let me finish my statement. Just you know, I right, let you talk. Right. I let you finish. I didn't interrupt. All right, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like Jesus, man. Yep. Jesus, so rude. So anyway, so like I was saying before, I was interrupted. Um, I, I, you know, the the governments themselves, I think, are the ones that are going to like, you know, hold this information because they are going to want, especially the you know, the United States and governments like this are going to want to stay the number one superpower. And what gives them that advantage? Fuck! That's what I'm saying. What gives them that advantage? <laughs> Dennis just keeps on popping in and popping out of this. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know what what he's doing, and you know, uh, we're going to go on break in a little while and try to get him back on the line here, but. Uh, it might be past his bedtime, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But, um, you know, that's my answer. I mean, I think, you know, it's because of government's uh, wish to control the technologies, and uh, that, you know, is why they're doing it. I think that's the main reason why. Uh, you will never, ever, ever see, uh, you know, them open up, you know, unless they're forced to open up by the aliens themselves. At that which, point. Pro- which probably won't happen because it... It would appear if aliens have remained hidden for all this time that whatever deal they have worked out with world governments 
must be one hell of a deal. In fact, it must be the best deal ever yep. when you think about it yeah. because if the aliens really wanted cookbook. to reveal themselves, I mean. It's that Twilight Zone episode. It's a cookbook. Yeah, yeah. I remember the episode. <laughs> scary as it was. And, it, and you know what? And the funny thing about that episode is it's very uh it, it really yeah, and it holds it holds up, stands the test of time really really well. Yeah. That was a that's a good call. I'm going to have to read your uh the post you just made about the Brookings report because I never Well, I'll, I'll just give you I'll just give well, you Well, yeah, now you quotes. give us the quotes from Brookings. Go ahead. Okay. While face-to-face meetings with aliens will not occur within the next 20 years, in parentheses, unless its technology is more advanced than ours, uh, qualifying it to visit Earth. Artifacts left at some point in time by these life forms might possibly be discovered throughout our space activities on the Moon, Mars, and Venus. Then the next thing is, which is the really, really big truth from our own experience, Anthropological files contain many examples of societies, sure in their place in the universe, in the universe, which have disintegrated when they had to, universe, which have disintegrated when they have had to associate with previously unfamiliar societies espousing different ideas and different lifestyle ways. Others have survived such experiences, usually did so by paying the price of changing their own values, attitudes, and behavior. Right. Actually, we're seeing that in a, in a not alien way, but we're seeing that here in the in the U.S. with the influx of the Muslim religion, and you, now you're seeing a lot of folks that are not even Muslim, uh, you know, praying with their Muslim friends, and you know, the religion's growing. And uh, that's one of the reasons, of course, well, Trump they say won because by, he's trying to I stop think they said, I, Well, I think they said that by something like, if I'm correct, I think they said something like by 2025, uh, Islam will be the number one um, religion in the world. Well, it's actually higher. It's, it's higher in the already. world than it is. Yeah, it's higher yeah. in the world than it is here, but it will surpass Christianity in the United States by then. Of course, because uh, you know they their number one objective is to turn everybody into a Muslim. That's the number one objective of Islam. Make or everybody kill believe. them. It's one or the other. Yeah, yeah. No, if you don't convert, you you're dead. You're gone. Uh, yep. It, Great it, religion of peace. One of the one of the one of the greatest greatest um, pieces of cinema that I ever seen on the on on religions is a movie about Islam called The Message. And the movie is the movie is incredible because uh, is that the uh, No, it's with uh, it's actually an old, it's an older movie with um Anthony Quinn. I I highly recommend it to anybody who is just curious about world religions and and any and about Islam and any or in Christianity and all that. It's it's really really great and it I mean it goes into a lot of depth and shows you a lot of the, it's it's the story is told from the from the perspective of a of a highly high a high ranking um associate of 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 muhammad you know and in the in islam i guess it's it is a it's it's forbidden to show like a physical depiction oh, of muhammad. muhammad in any way right. that you cannot do that well in this movie how they get around that and why this movie is so is is really 
looked upon with respect <sighs> throughout the Muslim community and throughout, you know, other religions is because of how they depict Muhammad is really cool. The camera is Muhammad in this movie. You are essentially seeing the movie through the eyes of this, of this Muslim prophet. And the, and the movie is told through the story of Anthony Quinn's character in the movie, who himself was a, was a Muslim. And he actually, and, and the movie, oh, I mean, it's done really, really well. It's very creative. The guy here in, uh, saw in the background is Dennis Crenshaw. Dennis, are you there? What is the problem? <laughs> hey, Zod, the only thing I'm gonna ask about that. This is a great show. This is a great show. I, I have to admit, this is, this is very entertaining. I can understand why you guys do this every This is awesome. <laughs> hey, Zod, uh, an interesting question for you. Sure. Uh, with, when it comes to the movie, uh, The Message, uh, does it tell any of the story of his nine-year-old wife, Aisha? No, no, no. There's no his wife. How about is, no. His wife isn't. I, I don't. I don't really remember his wife. I mean, he had wife. nine wives, but his yeah, his last wife was know. a nine-year-old uh, that he consummated his uh, marriage with on their wedding night. Apparently, yeah, I don't. I see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what. I don't really remember all of that. It has been a while since I've seen the film, but I just remember the just movie. Just tell me if it had a pedophile scene or not. No, no, not that I'm aware oh, okay, of. There's sorry. nothing like that in the movie. The the movie is more the message is essentially the the you know this movie and this is one of the things that I the things that I I struggle with you know in our in our society because see I don't discriminate against people based off of their religious beliefs or their spiritual beliefs in any way. I believe everybody should have the right to believe what they want to believe. The idea is you want to promote. They want to promote the religion the same way that you say, you know, you have Christians promoting it, but you have, you have negative elements in all religions. You have fanatics in every religious sect that exists. So in my mind, it's like when you look at, when you look at a movie like this, this is a really a good movie to, you know, to help educate people that may not understand. And honestly, I feel like that's a movie that some of these like extremists that go off and do all these crazy things and you know become terrorists and things like that. This is a movie that they need to see because essentially what they're doing is they're using religion as a justification for a lot of the negative things that they are doing and that's not the way it's supposed to be and ultimately if they are really truly understood what the what the message behind their religion actually is they wouldn't be that way. So, I so that's that's my biggest that's my biggest thing with it all. It's it's a lot of it is all based on misunderstanding and and misinterpretation. Have you read the Quran? Yes, I have. I a, I can honestly say it's a filthy that, book. That it's, a, it's a filthy <laughs> I, book. I have, and and you know, again, like I said, it's all based on interpretation. Because if you read the Old Testament. We're all going to hell anyway. Everybody is. Oh yeah, that's beside the point. Evil. Everybody and, and here, is evil. And here, but here's the thing. I mean, I wouldn't even want to get the 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 option of going to heaven. I mean, heaven's going to be a boring ass place if you well, think about this, it. This is what I'm saying. All the good stuff is going to happen in hell. You this know? is like, what I'm talking about. If there's a heaven or a hell, and we'll all be there. We'll all be there together. And I used to say that. I, I have a. I had a friend that him and I used to joke around. Well, if we're all going to hell, at least all our friends will be there. Well, you know the yeah. truth about it. It's always a highway to hell and a stairway to heaven. That should tell you what kind of traffic each one is expecting. Absolutely, yeah. 
That's yeah. a good point. I mean, you, you, or you can, you can quote, you can quote Billy Joel from Only the Good Die Young. You can quote that song. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. Yeah. And to quote Jim Jeffries. <laughs> you guys have no idea. Uh, but think about this. Uh, you know, why would, uh, heaven be, uh, you know, a pleasant place? If you think about it, you go to heaven, you're going to be there with your family for eternity. Uh, have you ever been at your grandparents for more than a few hours during the weekend? It's fucking horrible, right? It's, it's shit. <laughs> After a, a few analogy. days, you're going you're gonna to be like, man, I wish all my friends would die. Like, you know, just, just come up here and help me out. Like, fuck, this is boring. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, they, they say what hell's a fiery place and the devil's gonna be down there and it's, you know, gonna torture you. Like, why would he do that? You'd, like, if you, if you've been a bad guy, if you've been a thief or a criminal or a killer or, or an evil person, you're one of his boys. Like, when you go down there, he's gonna treat you to royalty. Like, you, you know, why would he torture you? You, you? you do what he wanted to do. You're, you're one of his guys, man. He's gonna treat you to, like, to all kinds of ecstasy. He's gonna open the door and be like, hey, it's odd rider, come over here, buddy. You see this big titty whore, there's a line of coke there for you. Have at it, young man. <laughs> Have fun for eternity. You know, that's and, and that, that's going to be what hell is going to be like. And I'm there, man. What, Give me the teddy whore with the coke. Say, I'm when done. You look at you know when you look at these idea and the ideas of saying that people int- are interpreting stuff that they see in the Bible as literal, and they're not. It's the same thing with cur- the Quran. A lot of times, I feel like it's be- these extremists come from the fact that they are reading things literally right. that do not exist. They're well, that's what be human beings do. Is all, is all, you know, as human beings, we tend you know, to do that. Supposed, we like, like you're not supposed to, but we tend to do that. We we, 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 we look at it. Oh, he parted the Red Seas. That means he literally parted the Red Seas. That's probably not what happened. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what it is too. A lot of it, you got you got to figure if if it's really meant to be that way how much of it is real and how much of it was is just meant to be metaphorical to say you know and and to provide an example in a in a fun and exciting way because if you read because then i have a cousin who believes that that the bible is one of the greatest pieces of science fiction ever created and i believe that also you when you go in and you read it there's some really amazing visuals and storylines in there and things that are just Fantastic, but do you really believe that all that stuff actually happened, <clears throat> or is do, it just do, the fact? You know, the, the Bible has uh, you know the Bible has giants and they call them Nephilim and fallen angels that are like what? probably like aliens. Right is, the it Bible. More, is it more just supposed to instill a spiritual aura in a person so that they will live their lives in a positive manner and get? The, get the stories and the ideas that are told in the Bible. I don't. That's why I don't really necessarily believe that it's all literal. I don't take it literal, even though I believe in God. I believe there is a higher power beyond what we are living in now. You know, look at Jehovah Witnesses, for example. They believe that we're living in paradise now. They think that this crazy world that we're living on now is actually heaven. And if that's the case, well, well. Who's, to, who's to say hell's not awesome? Yeah. You know, it's it's that's an interesting, I mean, that's I'm just a you, way. big titty whore with a line of coke on it. That's, <laughs> that's hell. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Dark Matter. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hookers and blue. So, uh, that's all I'm saying. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. 
Man, thanks for calling in. You really saved the show because let me tell you, yeah. this whole thing with Dennis is killing me. It's, you know, it's... well, I, you know, I was looking forward to it because I really wanted to ask Dennis about Flat Earth, and when I saw you got him, I was impressed. I'm like, wow. Yeah, but he's Hollow Earth, not Flat Earth. No, yeah, he knows a little bit about both. About the theory, yeah. I just wanted to ask him what he thought about the Flat Earth theory, since, oh. as you guys pointed out earlier in your show, it seems like that theory is kind of it's obnoxious that that theory has kind of kind of blossomed suddenly out of nowhere that people are actually totally and totally behind it like i i'm just i'm confused I, just, I look it, it's something that behind it is like so many people are, are like endorsing it to like the point that they're angry right. you say that you're just, they get angry you say that they're wrong like Kyrie right. Irving, like somebody said he's crazy and he's like what Man, you just haven't done the research and he got upset like these people, like like you would, you know, you would expect the the non flat earthers to be like, ah, come on, it's you know, it's bullshit. I mean, that's just like, your typical answer. So you could, you should expect that but if that, you're a flat earther. There's no, to me, there's that, no you get non flat earthers. That's the that's the that's just the general scientific belief that the Earth is a round sphere. There's no, there's no these people and those people, the people that believe in the flat earth are a minority, aren't they? They're a small group of people like like, but it's growing, party, right? It, it, but it? it's growing, Zod. It, it's celebrities are getting into this. But, but, he, oh, yeah. but the, here's Donald the crazy Peter's part, though. Come out and, and say that, you know. You but the, here's, a, here's, a, here's the, but here's the crazy part, Zod. We cannot prove that the Earth is round. Nobody on this phone call can prove it. Period. So what, uh, doesn't that boggle well, your mind? Are all, what are all these photos of from space taken from um, Photoshop? Take Okay, so what if yeah, you shoot a laser? <laughs> Hold on, if you, if you shoot a laser multiple, you know, across multiple miles, you'll notice that the altitude changes because of the curvature of the Earth. Maybe, maybe just gravity pulls it down. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, man. Well, what, about all the, what about all the pictures of Earth that we had from satellites and stuff before? It's all before photoshopped. Photoshop. All photoshopped. <laughs> Even before. before Aliens gave us Photoshop in the 1930s, Zod. That's what I'm telling you. Guys, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. We're going to try to see if we can get Dennis on the line here and salvage at least a 30-minute interview with him. We'll be back on Skywatchers Radio, so stick around. Let's uh, let's see if we can make this happen. Huh, guys? No? All right. Yeah. Woohoo, let's try it. We need to find out when the first Earth photo was ever taken. The very information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of ufo products on the internet imagine no longer being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store 
put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes, that George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio, and sadly enough, uh, we couldn't make it happen with Dennis Crenshaw, and uh, it's very unfortunate, like you said, Zada, because uh, I was really looking forward to having Dennis on and you know, talking about the uh, the Hollow Earth and uh, what he's been working on. For One the of the original years, finder, founders of PSN Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, hopefully, he'll be able to uh, to uh, work out the technical issues that he's having uh, for next week, and we'll have him on next week. So, you guys were eager to listen to Dennis. Uh, try back next week right here on this uh, show and we'll have him on, hopefully. If not, well, maybe I'll bring you something. Well, hope springs, not, hope, not. hope springs eternal. That's the truth. Yes. And we, and yes. we, you know, and, and we hope that we can, we can, uh, I, I know for a fact I was definitely looking forward to asking Dennis a question. He's, he's really cool. He's a great guy. And it's, it's just unfortunate that we couldn't work it out with the technical issues tonight. You know, it's funny because, uh, and I've said this before and, uh, there's not a person, uh, that was on this network, you know, from the beginning that uh, I don't get asked about more than Dennis Crenshaw from, uh, just regular listeners of this show and, uh, folks that have interacted with me over the years on PSN radio and everybody's always, you know, asking me, where's Dennis? How's he doing? When, when is he coming back and you know, doing an episode uh, of Unraveling the Secrets or on Sky Watchers with you guys? And, uh, we almost had him. Almost had him. Now, now, has he ever been on the, uh, the outer edge with, uh, Tim Schwartz and, uh, Mike Mott? Not, no, you know, it's funny because he was, of course, the originator of Unraveling the Secrets. When he left, uh, Tim Schwartz and Mike Mott eventually inherited that show, and they yeah. did it and did a fine job for two years on Unraveling the Secrets. Yes. And uh, Dennis then wanted to come back and, and uh, you know, do Unraveling the Secrets again, and uh, he was going to uh, have a, a co-host and a producer and you know, help out and stuff. And you know, we kind of like geared everything up for him so he could do the show again. And that's when uh, Mike and Tim decided to go and do the Outer Edge, 
because they give him back his seat on uh, the on unraveling the secrets. Then after I think like two or three episodes, I guess uh, something happened, and Dennis had to like go away, and uh, he uh, never did another episode, and the show kind of like, just lingered for a while and had another uh, host take over for a little bit, but that didn't work out too well, and it's been in hiatus for over a year and a half now, almost two years. So it's amazing how fast time flies, guys. It's oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh goodness. I, Goodness yeah, gracious. true. True, very much. So, it's a shame, but uh, guys, we'll, we'll try to make it happen for uh, next week, and maybe uh, we'll get Dennis on for a full hour. See, the thing is, I don't want to just have him sounding terrible here for like 20 minutes. That really wouldn't be uh, right. Uh, considering you know, considering the, the stuff that he wants to talk about, because I've seen some of the, the, the stuff he's prepared and stuff, and it's very, very deep stuff. So, Which is, this is what trips me out about this, because I've been talking to Dennis all week, and his audio video connection has been very clear and crisp. And, you had him on video, too? Yeah, we were talking on video. He was showing me his pad and everything. Like, you know, he was, he's living large. So That's I was awesome. like, you know, I was like, damn, Dennis, you know, like, everything's good, you know, and had a headset on and everything. So I was like, I was impressed. I was, uh, you know, I was looking forward to it tonight, but, uh, you know, the controllers, I think, are the ones that are involved with tonight's debacle. Could be. The uh, the Alien Insiders. Yes, the Alien Insiders. That's the Hollow Earth. But are they so, aliens if they're inside the Earth? That's another question. Well, they're in the bowels of the Earth. They're from the, you know, the fiery pits movements. on the inside. You know, the crunchy inside. They're in the bowels of the Earth making movements. Yeah, oh, they're the ones just, that control yeah. everything. <laughs> Did you see Iron? Isn't it the movie? Isn't the movie called Iron Sky? Uh, the one about the aliens on the inside of the Earth? No, that's about Nazis on the moon. Yeah, that's okay, what that's I'm about. I'm confusing it. I'm thinking of a different movie then. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Speaking of Iron, by the way, I've been uh, I'm almost done with Iron Fist on Netflix. Yeah, I'm up Damn, to episode I'm, 10. i got to get around to finishing it. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on episode seven. 9. I'm on 7. Damn, guys, this is a good series. It's I not like bad. It. I mean, it's I like it's it not amazing. It's, it, you know, it's no, no Daredevil, but you know, it, it's going to get there. Here's the thing. Um, out of all these properties that they're doing on Netflix, Iron Fist is probably the one with the richest you know, mythology because of you know the whole... Uh, Buddha mythology and everything that goes with the background. He has a very, very cool, interesting background. Yep, but he's white not guy, the, uh, in an Asian world. That's what the whole right. Is. It's like kung fu, like you know, remember the old TV show Kung Fu. Well, I, I like to, I like the, you know, I, I come up with the analogy that it started out like the first couple of episodes. It started out to be a little bit, a little bit too similar to Arrow, and then it kind of morphed into Kung Fu. So now it's trying to do its own thing. So yeah, they they you know it, it has a lot of layers, which is now you're, you're gonna see you're gonna see more of that because there's really more of an Asian push on um, the yeah. show and the mythology. With uh, with that said, um, Iron Fist to me always seemed like a character that would be. And we talked about this earlier, Zod, you and I, that, that it, it would almost be perfectly set for like a feature film or a series of films and not so much you know a TV show because 
it's such a rich story, but you can almost tell it, I think, better in a taller format. Uh, but with that said, Luke Cage is perfect for the way it is, you know, oh, on yeah. Netflix. Uh, Daredevil is perfect for that kind of format. Uh, I could see where this could work, and, and, and like I said, with the fact that the Iron Fist is probably the richest of uh, the characters when it comes to like the mythology, I think by season two or three, Iron Fist is probably going to be seen as the best show of the three. Because of that simple fact, because there is a lot of layers to the show. It's not just a blind lawyer that fights right, crime. Right. Like there's so like, much yeah, stuff that you're gonna see in the future is gonna like blow everybody away. You know, one of the things, one of the things that you know that the points that you hit on that it make that makes me think too is yeah, I think it would work. But Iron Fist would work better as a movie character as well because a lot of the stuff that Iron Fist is being criticized for now is like the slow d- uh, development, the slow build right. up of the story because you have all of these business subplots and things that are in there that ultimately in a two-hour movie would be very, very truncated because right. you'd be trying to get to the meat of what you're trying to tell. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree. I think this is one of those properties that probably would have been a better Marvel Universe uh, film series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it does you know well enough to the... Uh, I mean, it is part of the overall universe because, I mean, even these... Uh, Netflix series are connected to the bigger yeah. universe, so uh, hopefully and, it does well enough that they continue with this character and this actor, and maybe have him come out later on in one of the movies. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, and it's nice to see all the it's nice to see all the little connectors between all the different series. And this this show in particular is doing a good job of having nods and characters pop in yep. from previous shows. I mean, you, you know, you have the Lady Gao, and then of course you have you know. Rosario Dawson's character that's appeared in every single one of these Marvel uh, uh, shows, and she kind of just she kind of don't forget the lawyer. Herself. The lawyer yeah. shows up in everyone. Yeah, the lawyer shows up in everone too. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss uh, from yeah. the yeah. Matrix. Yeah, and so you have all these, you know, you have all these characters that are kind of like the glue binding these series together and creating a good television universe to go along with or a Netflix universe to go along with everything that you're getting theatrically. So, yeah. Cool. I like it so far. I, I think it's uh, a good series. I'm, I'm looking forward to The Defenders. Myself. Yeah, that's, that's going to be wonderful. Oh. That's going to be wonderful because you're not going to be able to have the same kind of criticisms about The Defenders because yep. everything is going to be coming together as a whole, and you're going to have all of these great characters, you know, together on screen, and you know, it should it should be it should be wonderful. It should be like the Netflix equivalent of like uh, say like the Avengers or Justice yeah. League or whatever. Oh, I would well, say it's the Netflix is. equal, you know, the Netflix combination of you know of the CW universe, you know, all combining into each other. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they've done that several yep. times. So it and it'll probably be be done great because you know there's a lot of. Um, Great stories to tell in that in that universe too. It's going to be an exciting uh, season when it finally hits. Defenders season one is that happening this year? Does you, you, you know? I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year. Because remember, they still I also have October. to crank out the they still have to oh, crank wow. out the Punisher think, series. I don't know. Is that going to be after Defenders or before? I think Punisher is going to be after Defenders, from what I've heard. And yeah. and then of course yeah. after Defenders you'll get you'll get Daredevil season three after Defenders right. two. Yeah, I figured that would be after Defenders, but I thought Punisher would be right before the Defenders. Okay, it would be uh, it would be nice if that was the case, though. I'd really love to see a Punisher. See, uh, that's the series right there that I'm most hyped about watching the, the Punisher series because what they did with the Punisher and Daredevil season two was just mind blowing. I mean, they they finally got the character like almost to the point that you're like, "Yep, that's him right off the pages of the comic books." That's like that's 
you know, his mannerisms, you know, his attitude. Uh, even though, of course, in the comics, he's a little bit more comic booky and a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, it's a little bit further out there than you know reality. But and I know, uh, I mean, he's uh, the Punisher had some very pretty, uh, you know, had some pretty cruel, uh, like, like gritty, down to earth, and like yeah. really deep comics too. So the the series did a good job of drawing from Daredevil. Did a good job of drawing from a lot of those story storylines yep. of the Punisher, and and really, you know, I, I mean they cast a perfect actor it actually worked oh, out wonderfully he's so much better as the punisher than he is as shane in the walking dead than he ever was as that character <laughs> well i don't want to compare to him to that character but i'll say this but i'll compare him i'll compare him i'll compare him to the other guys who've played the punisher in the past and uh, i think he fits the character the best of all of the, the he other does actors too, but I, I do think i do think that that thomas jane was a wonderful punisher but he just yeah, wasn't he was. Cast in a good movie, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I'm still looking forward to Stranger Things. So, oh, absolutely! Uh, Season two of Stranger Things is going to be wonderful. It 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 looks good. Is it's going to have the same cast really... or a different cast? Um, there's going to be same cast plus new people. Oh, cool, cool. So, oh, come yeah, on. I've seen, them, seen them wearing their Ghostbusters uniforms in the trailer. That alone. I mean the whole the whole eighties mo- motif throughout that series has been wonderful. It has a very and you guys were talking about E. T. earlier in the show too. Stranger Things has a very E. T. like feel to it in some areas, which is nice. It touches on the same emotional beats and things. Yep. Yeah, true it does. It, but it's just it, what but it's just a little just, bit but it's just a little deeper. <laughs> not, not, not only not only that, the overall look of the series uh, was very E. T. like. I mean just the yeah, yeah. the sets, the way that everybody dressed, the way they talked, the way they acted, the kids the way they looked, it looked like the kids in E. T. I mean it, well, they they really captured the era. Actors. I mean, I mean, let's be oh, yeah. honest. Those, yeah. I mean those actors I mean I haven't seen, you know, child acting that good since the Goonies. Yeah, seriously. Really. Well, I'll tell you. Um, with when hey, it came you to, guys, y- y- you'd be shocked with the story of how Millie actually got the job um, to be, you know, number eleven. She actually, out of all the people, all the girls that auditioned, she actually had read the script in advance, like everybody else did. But she was pretty much, from my understanding. Um, the only one that was willing to shave her hair. Mm. That's and, awesome. She's and a, probably she's probably a big Akira fan too. <laughs> she probably actually. Watched... <laughs> and no, she, no, she. I don't believe so. She's just getting into anime now. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you can you can definitely see the 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 Akira ref, the Akira. You know, um, I get it. Stuff I get that's it. in there, and it, it's yeah. re- it's really nice to see. Honestly, I was that was one of the things too that I thought of. Like it was like hitting all the major beats of eight, early eighties and late eighties mm-hmm. um, properties and stuff. Like you were seeing all these different homages to different stuff, and it and it was just great to see it all done like that in you know in a live action way that was very well written and well acted. And casted perfectly, because, I mean, that, yes. that little girl, I mean, yeah, she is phenomenal. I mean, that girl's going to be a, a superstar. I mean, that, they're really talking about her in uh, some pretty big roles coming up for, like, I'll tell you, she, so. she's going to be this generation's Natalie Portman. 
probably, probably bigger. Probably go yeah. further. Probably be even yep. bigger than Natalie Portman. I, I mean, but I see where you're going with that, and and why you would say that because definitely, you know, Natalie Portman had a lot of potential coming out as a kid too. The way she, and then when she blew up, but yeah, yeah I, I could see her being a bigger star than Natalie. You know, out of someone put up on the internet the best, uh, the best action flick movie pair was her and uh, Jean Reno mm. in The Professional. Oh, absolutely. Out of Brilliant. all the, yep. out, of, out of all the, you know, buddy, not, it's not a buddy flick, but the most devastating combination, those two. Oh, she's, I, I honestly believe she's going to be this generation's Natalie Portman, but I also think after meeting her parents that they are going to keep her sanity. She's not going to turn out to be like one of these child stars, like, um, like what's her name from ET? Uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, but to, to be honest, yeah, but to be honest, Drew Barrymore, like, she's got herself together pretty well. I mean, she's married, has kids now. You know, she's doing, she's doing yeah, good. Yeah, now, now, but when she was fifteen, she had a coke oh, yeah. habit. Oh yeah, yeah, she went through, through her struggles. Yeah. You know, these child, a lot of these child stars did not turn out well. They can blame, they can blame, they can blame Firestarter for that. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, you you know what it is though, and this is an honest truth, this is like kind of like what happened to Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Uh, they're around an era in the 80s where there was so much pedophilia and drugs being given to these kids and these child actors. Uh, they you know, introduced them to this really wicked lifestyle that some people were living in Hollywood. And, and it's good to see that, you know, it's coming to light now. People are talking about it and it's being exposed. And hopefully some of these people are, you know, eventually get charged and, and arrested. Uh, the Corey Haim, you know, died in really his entire life, uh, or at least half of his life, you know, he lived with this shame of something that happened to him in the 80s. And, you know, some of the folks that are now coming about and saying who it was that raped them and, and who are the folks who were controlling him at that time, when you look at some of the names, and I don't want to name names here because I don't want to get sued, but if you look at some of the names that are being named, you, you'll be shocked because these are big-time celebrities that are doing this stuff in the 80s to these kids and then introducing them to these weird, you know, lifestyles and these, you know, psychedelic drugs and just to get them for sex and stuff. And that's what happened to Drew Barrymore also. And luckily enough, she was able to get away from that and turn her life, you know, way around. I mean, she's doing really fantastic. Now, when, when I saw her in Scream back in the 90s and I saw, you know, the way she, you know, had gotten herself together then, I was pretty impressed because, you know, she is around my age, so I kind of grew up around the same time, you know, that she grew up. So, and I remember seeing the headlines of her, you know, you know, being a, a wild child and a drug addict and stuff. And I never put two and two together until recently where I saw the whole thing with the Corey brothers. Or, they're not really brothers, but, you know, the Corey guys. Um, and, uh, you know, what they went through and uh, her name was thrown in there. A bunch of other celebrity kids' names. Macaulay uh, Culkin, a bunch of these kids that went through the same stuff in the 80s and 90s. So... Um, you know, I, I don't think that's going to be much of an issue with uh, number eleven, though. Like you said, her parents are definitely going to keep yeah. her off of that that grid. Yeah, I I bumped into them at a event uh, this past summer, and Very you cool. know, yeah, I was at uh, the San Antonio uh, Comic Con, and I was in the green room with uh, a whole bunch of people, and you know, she was just like. She's a really nice, normal girl. Heavy British accent in real life, by the <laughs> nice. way. That's cool. Um, hey, the same thing with uh, the lead from The Walking Dead. He's actually British. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Angelique. Yeah, and he does, and he does yeah. a good job with his, you know. Southern, oh yeah. Southern accent. Yeah. yeah. Carl, oh Carl. <laughs> by the way, he got that now. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, shout outs to Sonia Gregg in the chat room. Uh, she's a friend of the show, of course. And uh, uh, oh, shout outs wow. to uh, Sonia. How you doing? Just want to say hi. Hi, Sonia. Shout out, Sonia. Sonia. But, but you know. It, they're the parent. Her parents are really, really down to earth. Um, they they understand what can happen. Uh, they really they get it. They're not going to let her go into that deep dark path. I mean, out of all the, I mean, if especially since this takes place in the eighties, I mean, how many eighties child stars really pulled through normally, clean and sober, and not off the deep end? Uh, very few. Sean Astin is one of like the that comes to mind. Um, and he was, you know, he was the Goonies. I mean, he was pretty big then. Right. Jerry O'Connell is uh, he's you know. Yeah, he turned out okay. I just saw right. him in just saw him in the TV show Billions. He turned out okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of pissed at him though because uh, you know he uh, left Sliders and kind of like that with the shit after he left and. Oh, that was a great series, too. And and he, he, never, was, he never went he back. It, it was, you know, it's funny. Yeah. He knew it was going to go to shit when he left, too. So I know. That's I know. that's the worst part about it, really. I mean, I'm a little upset with you, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Uh, there, but there's actually there's a lot. I mean, Rick Schroeder. I saw that Ricky Schroeder came through yeah, the Yeah, Ricky Schroeder. Well, yeah, he, he, went, he, went to, he went to a little Bible thumping, didn't he? Did he really? Uh, I'm not too sure about that his uh, history. Uh, Kirk Cameron did. He went by. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, he, oh my he, goodness! Yeah. Yeah, he went. He's been brainwashed. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, in the original Left Behind movie before the yeah. Nicolas Cage film. Candace <laughs> uh, Cameron, his Great sister, is doing. They're pretty good. She looks pretty damn good too these days. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, who else? Jodie Foster turned out okay, except she. You know, well, it's not accept. It's just well, it's she's, not, more, not, she's more into gals than guys. Uh, which I don't know okay. that, but she, yeah, but she's done well for herself. She's a highly yeah. acclaimed director. You know, great actress, and right. She was in an we'll alien see. movie called Contact. So, hey, shout out to that. You know. Oh, that was a great movie too. Exactly. Um, so. Let's see. Robbie Rist is doing music and still doing cameos in movies. Yeah. Um, let's see. He's a funny guy. Uh, Let's see. You know, you know who was one of my favorite actors in the '80s, man, and he passed away in, in like 1990, I think it was. And uh, as a kid, I loved watching his movies because he was such a like a charismatic actor. River Phoenix. Can you yeah, imagine? He if died, he was yeah, he Yeah, yeah. Imagine if he was still alive today. Like the he'd be bigger be than he'd be bigger than Leonardo DiCaprio if he was. Still oh goodness, around. yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd almost be like a Marlon Brando. Kind. He would have yeah. been the he would have been the Jason Bourne. Oh, absolutely. He probably, he probably would have been probably Neo would have in the Matrix. Bigger, he probably would have did bigger movies, though, too. Like, I'm thinking, like, even more, like, heavy drama, deeper uh, films. Yeah. Right. Like, he probably would have been in The Reverend. <laughs> Sorry, Leo, <laughs> he, but, you know. He, he would, would have, have been, been raped by the bear. Movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, raped by the bear. <laughs> that's so wrong. And yet so funny. Because that's how he won the Oscar. Got raped by a bear. 
And he probably so, would have played Romeo in Romeo and Juliet in the 90s, too. Sometimes you got to get raped by a bird to win an Oscar. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well here's, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the big question. If getting raped by a bear doesn't win you an Oscar, what's going on? Nothing will. Yeah, nothing Come on, will. Man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> and it's a great movie, though. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. Yeah, it really is a good movie. movie. Like, I don't know if it's Oscar, I don't know if it's Oscar worthy, but it's a great movie. It really is. So, well, here's the thing: if you want to show off your, you know, you want to show off your 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 Blu-ray player and your big TV, that's the movie to do it on. That movie is reference quality as far as really visual. Yeah. Yeah, no it is. It's a it's a good it's a good one. You know, uh that one in um Cowboys and Aliens. Very visually stunning also like to look at. I could not get into that. Really? I mean I like Daniel Craig. I mean it was okay it was an okay plot. The the visuals were uh... uh I liked it. That was cool. Seth Seth, I have to ask you, are you excited about the upcoming Blade Runner sequel finally? Um. Yeah, I am. I'm not phenomenally excited. I think there's better stuff on the horizon, but I'm excited to see Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking good. I'm excited too. I'm looking to see. I'm looking forward to see Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's definitely on my list. The Alien uh, Covenant is on my list. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Avat- Avatar is just starting filming. I'm looking forward. They, they to that. Actually, really. They have. We were just talking about that not too long ago on the uh, mm-hmm. on the roundtable show. Uh, it's funny because we talked about how long it's been taking, you know, in between films, and how James Cameron keeps saying, "Okay, yeah, we're going to do another Avatar. We got all these sequels planned, but nothing's happening." And so it's it really has actually started yeah. filming. That's yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's see. What else am I looking forward to? Uh... I'm looking to, looking forward to the Infinity War. Yeah, it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, I I liked the uh, setup for uh, Thor Ragnarok and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep, and yep. I'm, I'm really excited about the two new Cloverfield movies. Wow, there's gonna I be heard two about more. yeah, I heard about that. Now, is yeah. it gonna be like found footage type of thing? No, uh, what we... no, 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 no. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah, I gotta figure out what I can say, what I can't say. Um, one's already done, right? In the I know that. Cloverfield yeah. universe, and it's possible. Um, rumor has it that the next one is going to take place during World War Two as a prequel. Wow, that oh, would nice. be incredible. And supposedly, the plot line takes place. A day before D-Day. Oh, nice. So that's going to be a really... So you know it's going to probably be a really awesome period piece then. Yeah, they're going to have to go all out on budget. They're going to go all out on budget, yeah. Well, you know, it's... It is... It's Cloverfield. So, you know, you you saw 10 Cloverfield Lane, right? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was decent. Any flaws in it? Any problems with it? Uh, I mean, I, I, I liked it enough to where I'm looking forward to another one. I, I can say that. Well, the great thing about these about 
10 Cloverfield Lane and, and the way <laughs> that was done. It a whole lot to think, right? I mean, well, no, not only that, it tells you a story within a story. You know, it tells right. you a story of this guy who is, you know, keeping these people underground as for safety measures because of what's going on outside. And it's really telling you the story of what's going on inside the bunker while the entire world is being, you know, taken over by aliens or whatever. So right. it's telling you, like, it's two stories going on at the same time, and you're really only paying attention to the one inside the bunker where these people are being uh, kept you know, against their will, uh, which I think I think that's a brilliant way to tell a story because you you know what's going on on the outside, but they're never really showing it to you. They just right. you know and kind you of don't have to you don't you have on. to see it, and that's really the brilliance right. of of this film. Yeah, absolutely. So it's in fact the next even the period piece could be something similar to that, where it's like all set like in a Nazi bunker or something like that. Oh, it could be in Hitler's bunker. Right? <laughs> could you imagine? Imagine if they uh, connect them with the aliens or something, like you know, like the uh, lore of the Nazi aliens. Nazi lore, yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, wow! It's there's so many places you could go with that, and still keep it, you know, actually under budget. So actually, we by saying that it's going to have to be a bigger budget, that's actually not very accurate. We actually look at the the bigger picture of the well, way these movies on, are done. Depending so. on what story, what story they're trying to tell. Right? Yeah. Here. Now they want to go with a cinematic approach. They want to sell like a cinematic type of movie, like an Indiana Jones type of story, or a Pearl Harbor type. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a big budget. Yeah. With with big monster sequences, and, like, you know, and that's a different story. But I doubt they're going to go with that route. So. Anyway, guys, we're almost all out of time here. In fact, we uh, we're just about out of time here. Uh, we uh, almost had Dennis Crenshaw on the show here, and uh, almost we almost had an interview with uh, the Hollow Earth Insider himself. Hopefully, by next week, we'll be able to get whatever technical difficulties that uh, did not allow that to happen uh, fixed, so we can have him on here and uh, interview him about what he's been doing for the last uh, couple of years. Thank you, Zod Ryder, for joining us and uh, saving the hour here and uh, keeping us company. My pleasure. Thank you. You're, you're the man. And, of course, your show can be heard here live just about every once in a while, right? Like the, uh, well, <laughs> it, was supposed to be, it was supposed to be tonight. It was supposed to be tonight, but we had some right. some issues, and we weren't able, so it had to be res- rescheduled. But, yeah, I try to be here every Tuesday I can be. <laughs> so, every once in a while, you're like, Every once in a while, I have a, I have a new show with a, with, a, with a celebrity guest of some sort. So, yeah. Uh, good all stuff, right. good stuff. Guys, that's all for us here for, uh, my co-host here, the other guy, Alan Weiler. That I me. am, uh, that's him there, that's him right there. I am, of course, uh, your, uh, head honcho here, Angel Espino. Like I always say right now, keep your eyes to the skies, defy authority, and by all means, brush your teeth, your breath stinks. Jesus. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> <laughs>